The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat Jr. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Counterfeit Avoidance Technologies. According to the FBI, Interpol, World Customs Organization, and International Chamber of Commerce, roughly 7 to 8% of world trade every year is counterfeit goods. This is equivalent to equivalent of as much as $512 billion in global lost sales. Many of them as a result of counterfeit goods coming into the U.S. undetected. Faced with the complex and growing phenomenon of counterfeiting, global action is necessary. In order to mitigate this costly and widespread problem, the World Customs Organization, we'll call it the WCO, has launched a program that we're going to talk about today with David Chandler and Matt Schindel. It's referred to as the IPM, and I'll let David uh, explain what that is when we get started. David is my guest. And I also want to share with the folks, we're coming to you today from three different parts of the world, actually two parts of the world, but three different locations. I'm actually in Taipei, Taiwan today, and uh, David is in Chicago. Matt's coming to us from uh, just just close by New Jersey. Uh, he can pinpoint that a little closer if he cares to when we bring him on. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC, and Secure Components, LLC. Without sponsors, we obviously uh, have difficulty paying the bills. So Business and Quality Process Management provides business process and quality management consulting training and software tools, the principles of BQPM, Lead or led rather the development and implementation of the International Hazardous Substance Process Management Certification Program used by more than 4,500 manufacturers worldwide to demonstrate compliance to the European Union's restriction of hazardous substances and the International Counterfeit Avoidance Certification Program. To learn more about what BQPM does and how they can help your company, visit their website at www.bqpm.com. 
Secure Components LLC is a sponsor as well, and an independent. In, uh, they're an independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard to find components. Secure Components is the first company in the world to have achieved the international certification of their counterfeit detection and mitigation process controls. Their IECQCAP certification was achieved in accordance with the SAE AS6081 standard. That's an international standard for counterfeit mitigation, uh, detection and mitigation. When you need to find high-quality, obsolete, or hard-to-find components, you want Secure Components on your team. To learn more about what Secure Components can do for you, visit their website at www.securecomponents.com. My guest today, David Chandler, is with the uh, WCO, and Matt Chandel is a regular guest with uh, Goldberg Sagala. And each time Goldberg Sagala joins us, I'm obligated to uh, ask our, our special counsel or our senior partners to share with you a uh, tidbit of legalese to make sure that we keep things on the up and up. So, Matt, if you don't mind, before I actually introduce you, if you don't mind, uh, have you got that, that uh, presentation you need to give or do you want me to try and find it and do it? I have it. I have it. Okay, uh, the, go for it. <laughs> thank you. The uh, listener understands that the information provided by this radio, internet broadcast, website, any link from this website or any other social media is not or is it intended to be legal advice and should not be used for any purpose. Every jurisdiction within the United States may have different variations of a law regarding a particular situation. The listener should consult with an attorney for individual advice tailored to his or her particular situation. Any information you obtain from this radio, internet broadcast, website, or a link from this website does not create an attorney-client privilege with David, myself, or any other attorney, agent, and or employee of Goldberg Sagala. Do not send any confidential or privileged information to anyone at Goldberg Sagala. Goldberg Sagala will not assume any liability or responsibility for it. Thank you very much, Matt. And to our listening audience, we do that to make sure that we're following all the right rules. Um, it uh, the the one thing I can say for it, we don't read it as fast as you hear the terms and conditions of uh, car sales. So I appreciate that we can get through that uh, in a way that we actually understand it. Without any further to do, I want to uh, get David Chandler introduced here. Uh, David is the project manager in charge of the World Customs Organization's IPM, um, Interactive North American, North America, uh, initiative rather, IPM initiative North America. I'll get this right, David. I I promise not to do too bad. (laughs) Which focuses on the uh, improvement of customs administration and right holders co- uh, cooperation in the anti-counterfeit actions. I'm going to let uh, David talk a little bit about what he's doing and uh, start by welcoming David to the show. Hello, David. Hello. Thank you very much for having me, Stan, and, uh, and Matt as well. It's uh, going to be a, a fun conversation today. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking the time to uh, share with us what's going on. Counterfeit uh, issues are significant, 
Uh, they're worldwide. I seem to be finding myself in meeting after meeting in just about every country of the world and particularly in the U.S., but all over the world where counterfeit has become a uh, something that has to be solved. It's and, true, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a global epidemic, and, uh, you know, it really does affect everybody in, in every part of the world um, and ultimately affects uh, really the global economy. Uh, in itself. So it's uh, it's definitely a, a great conversation to have. Unfortunately, it's a conversation that every company has to have. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's definitely something that's uh, problematic. problematic. And, and the problems is, actually, I was uh, talking with uh, Todd Kramer from... Yeah. Uh, from Secure Components, and we did a show with the uh, WCBS-TV News uh, back on the 21st, the 21st of March. And just in doing that, we took a stroll down uh, New York uh, Canal Street, actually, and it's amazing at just how much counterfeit there is. Um, Before I forget it, we've got Matt out there. Matt, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me on the show again, Stan. Uh, you're quite welcome. We appreciate what uh, what you and Frank and other members of Goldberg Sagala do, and I must uh, also comment. You know, I've introduced our sponsors directly, uh, but I also want to uh, mention Goldberg Sagala, who is a regular contributor to the show, uh, to help us make sense out of the legal aspects of all the discussions we have. Thank you, Stan. Uh, you're quite welcome. So, to get, to get into the meat and potatoes of this one, David, if you would give us an overview of the uh, the World Customs Organization and the important work that that you and the the group you're working with is doing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, the World Customs Organization uh, is actually headquartered in Brussels, Belgium, and uh, we're actually a nonprofit organization, uh, intergovernmental that represent over 179 customs administrations uh, throughout the world. And uh, really the, the main two objectives of the, uh, of the World Customs Organization is to make sure that our supply chains are intact and secure, uh, as well as uh, we have uh, plenty of offices throughout the world that help customs administrations with certain risk analysis, uh, making sure that a customs administration has specific legislation or may need help with certain legislation, uh, we're there to help them and facilitate those specific countries uh, moving forward with different types of IP rights. So uh, that, in a nutshell, uh, is actually the World Customs Organization, and, uh, and it continues to grow in terms of uh, this ITM project and program that our Secretary General has uh, put forth since 2010. And the, and the IPM program itself, uh, IPM stands for, again, I, I think I made a mess no. of my, my attempt to say it, but <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> help, the, help us sort that one out. I think the world has a lot of acronyms, and, and, and um, we're one of them that has a lot of acronyms, organizations in general. Uh, but the ITM actually stands for Interface Public Member. Uh, so the main objective is to uh, 
make sure that customs on the ground level has direct communication with the private sector, the, the company that manufactures product, uh, and that company is, in fact, being counterfeit or making sure that their products are moving through the supply chain in a, in a timely manner. So this program, thus being called Interface Public Members. Okay. And for the listening audience, when we, when we talk about this, we're actually looking at literally tons or thousands of pieces of product uh, coming in through various ports, uh, speaking about the United States. So products are coming in, they're coming through a port, and that's where the world uh, the customs program. agents... Correct. So it would be interfacing the database. Uh, so, in, for example, ABC Fashion Company is uh, utilizing the IPM database to interface or incorporate their product detail uh, anywhere from uh, what their packaging looks like to uh, what a purse may, may be looking like as well as uh, any sort of packaging, cardboard boxes that it's packaged in, or specific routes that a, um, a company takes. So if it's coming and manufacturing from Shanghai or Taipei, for instance, coming into a port in the United States, uh, customs can make sure that that product on that container is, in fact, the correct uh, product, or they're able to scan it to make sure that that is genuine or fake. And that's what our database and our program does. It helps to, first of all, identify genuine or fake product. Uh, it also helps customs communicate with the right holders if there's any sort of suspicious activity. Uh, if they open up a container and they're not too sure if this product is genuine or fake, they have the ability to contact that right holder, um, that IT firm or IT lawyer, uh, that deals with their IP rights, and they can take an action. So they can ask that customs administration to seize that product and take it off that container or off that truck or, or off that airplane in a, in a specific uh, international airport. Well, this this then goes down the path, uh, you know, as as Frank and Matt and others from Goldberg Sagala have shared with us. It's really all about the manufacturers protecting their own property and then uh, taking the next step to actually interface, or it sounds like this is actually having them interface with the customs agencies uh, to make their job a little a little bit easier or to help identify when they get information about uh, fraudulent uh, shipments? You're correct that- on all levels. Um, you know, if you think about a manufacturer that's that's putting together a piece of uh, plastic material going into um, a a children's toy, if it's counterfeit, they're losing money. Uh, They're losing money on their sales and marketing, uh, and that's a big issue. So that's why companies are are focusing a lot of time and energy on, on brand protection. But it's also the fact that those companies need to train customs administration and those customs officers on the ground level to what to look for 
to make sure that that product is, in fact, genuine so it can go through the supply chain at a faster pace and get to the big box store to sell to the consumer. Uh, and so the WCO and this IPM program is helping those private, you know, those, those companies uh, train customs on the ground level to look for generative fake product um, as well as have some sort of database in place because at the end of the day, customs administrations have come to the WCO and have said, we need um, more information, first of all, to identify generative fake product that's going through the supply chain. And second of all, we need some sort of communication tool so we can contact that private uh, that the private sector uh, when there is some sort of suspicion. And that's what this, this program and this tool is doing for the, uh, the U.S. manufacturers and, and really all, all global manufacturers uh, right, right now. David, I, I have a follow-up question on that. You mentioned before that the WCO deals with 100-plus countries. And I, I guess what I'm just curious about with 100 different or 100 or more different countries, you're dealing with uh, a, a large amount of different laws and regulations and policies that each individual country has to to deal with the counterfeiting issues or to ensure that the products are legitimate. How do you how does the WCO deal with all these different laws and regulations and how do they implement that into their program? That you've been talking about. Well, actually, to be perfectly um, clear on this, the actual IPM tool itself is not a legal tool. It is merely putting and making sure, and not to sound like a, a broken record, but it's really just helping to facilitate the customs level to the private sector and communicate issues, suspicion, uh, what to do with a specific product. So then a, um, a customs officer can contact someone at your firm, for instance, and say, I have a container full of ABC product. I don't know what to do with it. At that point, customs didn't know what to do with it. But with this actual database and communication tool, that customs now can contact you, Matt, at your firm and say, what do I do with this? And you can take the legal action to actually seize the product. So to answer your question, it's not, you know, the, the IPM program is not a legal tool. Um, and there's nothing, I guess, there's nothing for, for us to deal with specific legislation for uh, actual countries. Um, and that's just, I mean, unfortunately, that's something that yeah, an IT firm uh, and our right holders uh, do deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. But that's something that we actually do not deal with. I want to I follow up on that uh, when we come back. We, we're going to take a short break here for station identification and uh, our, our sponsors to be recognized when we come back. Uh, David and, and Matt both, I'd like to follow up on that particular subject. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. 
Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. you do if you knew that you could not fail the dr pat show with dr pat basili is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health wellness and human potential dr pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists environmentalists educators business leaders inventors filmmakers authors artists mystics and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts this award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world tune in every thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Counterfeit Avoidance Technologies. My guests, David Chandler and Matt Schindel, and I are discussing how the World Customs Organization is addressing the effects of roughly 7 to 8% of the world trade every year that are identified as counterfeit goods. That's equivalent to as much as $512 billion. Wouldn't you like to have that in your pocket? Uh, you know, I, I, could, I could use $512 billion. How about you, David? Oh, yeah, I could, definitely, uh, <laughs> I could definitely help out some people with that and myself as well. Yes, we could. Before we went on break, um, Matt had asked about the legal ramifications of what the WCO does and the IPM tool. And it's interesting to note, um, and I want to get back to David on that question a little bit more, but I, two weeks ago I was at uh, meetings in Washington, D.C., where we had a group of 10 countries together. Uh, it's known as the ASEAN meeting, which is the Asia, uh, 10 Asian countries. It's not including China, Korea, or Japan. These are the smaller countries. And one of the things that was presented, and it was actually presented by the Homeland Security, was the lack of funds and the tremendous workload that they're under 
particularly at ports receiving goods in to the U.S. and how how big that burden is. Um, I have to believe, David, that you know that's what this tool is is in part meant to do is to actually help the customs group uh, when when products are coming in. Yes, you're correct. Uh, you know, one of the main objectives, or one of the other objectives of the WCO, is uh, large-scale operations. Uh, we do anywhere from three to five uh, big, big operations where about 25 countries participate. Uh, one great example would be last year in, in uh, the actual continent of Africa, where 23 countries participated, a little over 500 customs officers uh, were scanning product, utilizing our IPM uh, desktop version, as well as our new mobile application, where one and a half or 1.1 billion products were actually intercepted. Um, and of that, 550 illicit medicines were, were found uh, during this one-week uh, operation, and that's huge. I mean, if you think about the, the, yes. the large, the scope of how much product is actually out there that's being counterfeit, that's being found, is enormous. And this tool can help facilitate customs in every part of the world, um, and it's really at this point or at this junction that we are at uh, with the WCO where we've now transitioned from a desktop version where maybe there's one computer for every six customs officers to now a mobile application that's being, this week actually, uh, is being rolled out with Dubai Customs, uh, where majority of uh, customs administrations do, in fact, have smartphones. And so uh, we're actually utilizing these um, and really using mobile applications or mobile phones for our IPM mobile app. And that being said, will ultimately you know, answer your question, which is to help facilitate uh, a country like the United States and Homeland Security and ICE and Customs and Border Patrol to help them quickly you know, access a database full of information to scan a product, come back, genuine or fake, and let it move through the supply chain at a faster pace. Because right now, there is not that type of information available for those individuals, thus making it a pretty um, labor-intensive uh, time for them. And, and this tool is, is going to and will and continue to help Customs Administration uh, intercept more and more uh, counterfeit goods to make sure that you, me, and Matt, and, and everyone else that's listening today uh, have actual genuine product that they're purchasing every single day. Yeah, Matt, that, that, I guess to some degree, Matt, that, that would suggest from a, a legal perspective, this is part of the due diligence that you often refer to that a company would be involved with, uh, one, to help present their own case when counterfeits are detected or when things happen and the company gets accused, um, or uh, accused may not be the right word, but uh, um, gets themselves in a position where they need your help as, as legal counsel. Right, and, and you kind of 
um, read my mind. It was kind of you're kind of going towards my next question. But what I was going to ask about is, as Stan just mentioned, um, in most parts of the United States, if uh, if a person is uh, hurt by a defective product, um, they can sue the uh, manufacturer uh, and hold them uh, at fault for a particular product, irrespective of what. Uh, due care was exercised by by that particular manufacturer, and I guess the question I was going to ask you is this kind of leads to much, to help me and I guess our listeners understand more about uh, the product product you have. But this is kind of something that um, no one else is. It's not that many people are using yet. I was wondering if you can just tell us a little bit about um, what others in the industry are using to, to 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 help facilitate this process and how your product is kind of kind of stands up to these other products and, and why everyone needs to use it. Sure, of course. Uh, so this is this is more of a add-in to a brand protection program. Uh, it's just adding that extra layer of uh, security for that manufacturer um, because, as you had mentioned before, the, the consumer can go right to the manufacturer and uh, have some pretty lofty litigation that could go on. Uh, our IPM database desktop and mobile application really originated from uh, some major pharmaceutical firms. Uh, They helped to kind of put this IPM project into fruition, and it's because they have to go back to the FDA. They have to go back to other other governments to say exactly what they are doing to combat counterfeits within their industry. Um, Mm -hmm. Right now, at this junction, uh, this is the only global anti-counterfeiting tool available for any country, company out there. Uh, there are plenty of brand protection programs that companies use, um, and this is just an excellent add-in to their already outstanding brand protection for a lot of companies out there. Um, but it also can help with smaller firms or smaller manufacturers that might not have ever thought that they had an issue, um, but they probably most likely do have some sort of counterfeiting issue. And this can help them to facilitate and and really see the bigger picture of if they're a global manufacturer, um, this type of tool can um, somewhat expose them to specific regions that maybe they never knew had uh, any counterfeit issues, and now they do, um, because now we can identify specific spots and give them actual data and a good return on their investment for uh, any types of of countries that they might think of uh, never had an issue before. So, I mean, to, to really answer that question in full is really the only and a counterfeiting tool out there that can help with communications from the customs level to the private sector. And you mentioned you mentioned interaction with the FDA. I'm assuming is your product used mostly for pharmaceutical products, or is it something that you that you envision being used for a variety of products? What what is uh, what is your oh, what are you envision is selling? Sure. So, I mean, at this at this point, uh, the program's been going fairly strong uh, since 2011. Uh, that consisted of around five or six companies and around five or six co- countries that were participating in the desktop version of IPM. 
you fast forward to 2014, uh, we have 71 countries of the 179 that we're part of that have the desktop version, as well as now the rollout of the IPM uh, mobile application, which now consists of a little over 650 brands that are incorporated into our database for customs to make sure that those specific products are moving to the supply chain, they're secure, and they're not counterfeit, or if they are, we're intercepting those uh, those specific products. And it runs the gamut. I mean, we have, yes, we have pharmaceutical firms, we have uh, major fashion brands, uh, automotive companies, chemical companies, uh, technology firms, uh, any sort of, uh, you know, if you, if you have a pie chart, it's it's fairly diverse, uh, and uh, as you can see, you know, as you can you can hear, uh, 650 plus brands is a lot of a lot of companies out there. So, um, right, we're, we're, well, maybe maybe this I have a follow up to kind of help me understand this further. So, yeah. just to clarify the the process. So, if I'm you know company A by ABC, do I contact you and say something the fact that I'd like to be registered with this program, and you? Um, Check out our products, ensure it's legitimate, and then was it then were conveyed to others as a as a distributor of authentic parts, or what, what, how does it work, and what's like the, what's the process to get from point A to B for yeah, others to um, look at this list and understand uh, what you're doing? Sure, of course. So, uh, if uh, for instance a, a chemical firm um, they just became a, a member last week that I spoke to, uh, it was me contacting them and presenting to them uh, the, the IPM tool uh, and all of the other value adds that we do from e-learning uh, to make sure that customs knows your product to um, specific operations that they can participate in. So it's, it's more of that company becoming a member of the World Customs Organization uh, to fight the global issue of counterfeit goods and to incorporate their product information into a global database so they can make sure that when they ship a product or a container full of pieces from point A to point B, that their product is not being, A, diverted uh, through fairly, um, uh, fairly intelligent counterfeiters uh, out there, uh, as well as making sure that their product gets to a specific warehouse and to a big box store for the consumers to have an actual legitimate product. Um, so so I'm, really, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing, David, that we, we market our show here to uh, a little over six million, six and a half million people. That, sh- that should help you uh, a little bit get the, getting the word out there. Oh, yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just, you know that's that's a, a major uh, initiative at least for 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 myself is to make sure that consumers are not really the consumers the the private sector the company the brand protection people the uh, IP lawyers they know that this exists that they can provide right. an additional value to perhaps their clients or additional value in their brand protection team to have this type of program in place um, 
And, it, you know, it, it speaks volumes. There's, there's plenty of companies out there that I've been working with that have never known that they had an issue in a country like Macedonia. And implementing this type of program, uh, they now know that uh, there's uh, a specific food product that's being counterfeit now in Macedonia, and they've, they've stopped that counterfeiting ring because of the IPM program being uh, implemented into their brand protection uh, team. So it, there's a definite value add to this type of program for, for any company that is a manufacturer, um, as well as a, a law firm or even a, a, a security feature provider like a track and trace company. Uh, there's different partnerships that they can do um, to help, really, the, the anti-counterfeiting uh, epidemic. Yeah, I recently, and again, I, I've been attending a lot of meetings and listening and, and discussing this issue with folks. And what I was, I won't say really surprised, but what I find intriguing, knowing the complexity of counterfeiting, knowing the magnitude of counterfeiting, is how many smaller countries or nations are being uh, bombarded with counterfeits. And when you stop and think about it, the smaller countries, the populations that have less spendable income uh, are looking at those low-priced would appear to be very low-priced products, and that's what, in fact, is is being identified as counterfeit. And they're now coming to the table. They're coming to the U.S. Uh, they're going to the international community asking for and looking for the type of help that your organization is presenting now. Yeah. Um, legal is one aspect of it. Uh, thanks to uh, folks like Matt, who've made that part of their career, uh, Frank and Goldberg Sagala, as well as others, uh, we have the ability to take the legal action. I happen to be caught kind of in the middle. There's the legal action aspects of it. There's the financial aspects and what it does to to harm the the manufacturers that are trying to do it right. And then there's the entire health issue that comes because most any of the counterfeits have a risk associated with them either in um, don't perform to the specifications you're supposed to, brakes in cars, airbags in cars, uh, that list goes on. And then you also have the um, the various handbags, the, the clothing that has hazardous substance chemicals in them because that's cheaper and that becomes a toxic a bit of toxic soup, if you will, for the the actual consumer that buys them. Yeah, it's, you're you're dead on. I mean, it's uh, it, it's affected it's affecting everyone, um, and you know it's, it's never going to end. Um, but there's there's definitely organizations like the World Customs Organization. There's definitely firms where where Matt works and yourself, Dan, that are just. You know, again, spreading the word and getting getting the, the idea out there that there are lots of other things out there that can help a, a company to make sure that you and me and everyone else has the the right shoes on, <laughs> or uh, right. you know, the the belt in their car is not going to um, you know become faulty because 
uh, manufacturer decided to 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 cut corners and, and you know pay less for a, a rubber belt for their car instead. Now it's you know a counterfeit belt. So it's just it's running rampant. It's it's actually increased. Uh, counterfeiting is, has actually increased uh, right about ten to eleven percent year over year. And so it's just uh, it, it's not going to end. But as long as there's things that can um, facilitate it, right? You know, right. and closing down specific amateur counterfeiters and going after the professional ones that a lot of uh, of the members of the WCO do. Um, you know, it just we have to work smarter uh, about this and um, just getting the word out like this is, is phenomenal as well. Well, we're going to continue doing that. We need to take another short break, but uh, let us take that break and we'll come back and uh, pick up where we left off once again. I want to share a, a, a short uh, bit on what I learned at the uh, Nash, National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST and a presentation that Homeland Security did. We'll be right back. Please uh, don't go away. We'll look forward to talking with you some more in just a minute. Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. 
Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Counterfeit Avoidance Technologies. My guests, David Chandler and Matt Schindel, and I have been discussing how the WCO is addressing the effects of roughly 7 to 8% of the world trade every year that are identified as counterfeit goods. That's equivalent to uh, a large sum of money. I, I, I keep tripping over this one. $512 billion. We've heard $650 billion. We know that the uh, U.S. military is facing a 6 to uh, $7 billion a year issue in counterfeits. So the dollars are mind-boggling. We also have heard recently uh, on another show, the United Nations was a guest on my show, and if you heard that uh, that particular show, you'd know that the United Nations has identified this as the new uh, crime of, uh, that actually is feeding terrorism. Uh, it's becoming one of the, the biggest ones, and it's only second, if, if you want to look at it that way, to uh, drugs and human trafficking. I need to identify that Our show is made possible today by our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management and Secure Components, LLC. Business and Quality Process Management provide business process and quality management consulting, training, and software tools. Uh, Please, uh, if if you're needing any help in the area of uh, putting together a counterfeit or hazardous substance program for your company, www.bqpm.com. They'll be glad to hear from you and talk with you. Secure Components is an independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard-to-find components. Secure Components is the first company in the world to have achieved international certification for the counterfeit detection and mitigation process controls. They put those in place. They became certified to the IECQ CAP program, that's Counterfeit Avoidance Program, uh, which certifies them as having uh, compliance with the SAE AS6081 standard. If you need uh, hard-to-find or obsolete products, you want secure components on your team. Check them out at www.securecomponents.com. And uh, I also want to mention... Uh, Goldberg Sagala, a regular guest on the show and contributor, uh, helping us help you understand the uh, the difficulties and ramifications of both counterfeit for the company and for our consumers uh, at large. When we just before we took the break, we were talking again about the uh, the program that David's involved with as a subject matter expert working with the WCO and the uh, IPM program that they have, a software tool, and I wanted to uh, to further comment on that. I, just before we went on break, we were talking about that, and I had mentioned that uh, I had attended a meeting at the NIST organization, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, back in Washington, D.C. area, and Homeland Security <coughs> excuse me, did a uh, presentation at that. And one of the things they identified, they actually have a film on counterfeit airbags that when deployed in an accident actually threw shards of plastic 
and pellets, uh, debris, <coughs> excuse me, that actually injured the people more than the car accident. So it's just another reality uh, that counterfeits are there and they're dangerous. Uh, can't say enough for tools like David has where we're helping customs, particularly the customs agents who are dealing with tens of thousands of of um, shipments, I don't know, David, is that a week or a day or or an hour? Oh, gosh, I think that's about an hour. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I know that, uh, I know someone like the you know, U.S. border and, and ICE, I mean, they're, they're looking at 20 or, or 30,000 shipments a, a day uh, in all their, all their ports. So uh, on a global scale, it's, it's up there and it's, it's pretty daunting task. That's for sure. And can you imagine what it's like to try and and protect the borders from counterfeits, from hazardous substances when you have that level if you don't have the cooperation of industry? No, not at all. I mean that's and that's you know, that's that's a big issue with with everything in this, the global economy is just making sure that the information is there for everyone. Um and making sure that they understand that if it's an industry-specific problem, um, that the information is readily available for customs on the ground level, uh, and uh, you know the the brand protection people at that company are are putting the right information for customs and doing the trainings and, and all of that. I mean, it's it's definitely a, a very collaborative uh, approach to making sure that. You know, as you said, the UN is saying that uh, counterfeit is is the next big thing. I mean, it's, there are drug dealers out there that are, are that are that are changing their job and, and figuring out that they should probably just go into the counterfeit arena because well, they're going to make more money. Well, they're, so. they're going to make they're going to make more money. And Matt, correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, the the legal ramifications of counterfeiting. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, they're far less severe than the uh, than drugs or human trafficking. Am, well, I, am I wrong? <laughs> the, the legal. Well, can you say your question again? I'm sorry. Are the legal uh, the, questions of not taking it, taking these uh, steps to avoid the distribution of counterfeit parts are they bad? Is that you're saying? No, I'm. I was. Uh, I've heard, and maybe I'm misstating this, but if I was going to do something illegal, doing drugs. I would get more um, incarceration time than I would if I did uh, counterfeit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. There's, I don't think the penalty is that severe for for selling counterfeit parts. If you sell, I think for for small amounts of marijuana, you can get a, a couple years in prison. I don't think the penalty is that severe for uh, the distribution of a counterfeit part, at least from a criminal perspective. But I mean, uh, that's I going back to what you were saying before. I, I just want to emphasize how important it is to. To, to take the time to spend the money on 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 methods to um, help mitigate the risk of distributing counterfeit parts, I think all businesses want to try to avoid spending more money than they need to. But the problems that they may face if they don't um, take efforts to prevent this problem uh, can outweigh um, the issues they may face if if uh, someone's hurt by by a counterfeit product or, or there's some kind of property damage. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well. Yeah, yeah uh, well put. You know, Frank, Frank, uh, John, uh, 
help me out, Matt. <laughs> How do we pronounce Frank's last name? Chano. 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 Yes. Uh, sorry about that, Frank. I know he's he's going to hear this. Uh, Frank has said it many times, and I know you have too, Matt, that an ounce of prevention is worth pounds of cure. And I know the legal the the legal um, um, industry, the the legal counsel folks, are really prefer to see a company doing things to prevent the problems rather than waiting until they become problems and taking taking steps to mitigate them. Yeah, we're we're obviously um, we're here to help people that are involved in a lawsuit, but we'd rather see them avoid the lawsuit, not just for the company's sake, but also for for just people in general. I mean, like I said, this stuff can cause people to get hurt. We don't want to we don't want to see anyone get hurt. Um, obviously, so why not yeah. take 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 measures to prevent that? I'm going to. Uh, I'm not going to mention company names, but I will mention a quick product. We're we're coming to the end of the show, and I have to to put this back out there for the listening audience. Uh, as I mentioned, we were in New York. Todd Kramer and I were in New York. Todd's the CEO of uh, Secure Components. He took me, a non-New Yorker, down Canal Street, and we happened upon a, a store where we picked up. Uh, some watches, some children's watches, and it happened to be one that had uh, the Cars emblems, the the movie Cars. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we bought them and we paid a whopping five dollars. So you can imagine that it was real easy to tell it was counterfeit to begin with. We we sent them off to the laboratory, one of the labs that's part of the organization that is involved with this, the uh, Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance and the Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance organizations. We sent these these watches off, and sure enough, they tested them for hazardous substances, and both uh, cadmium and lead came back as exceeding uh, what would be considered safe limits for human human beings. Yeah. And I have to also say that these things are low on the... On the shelf, so a five-year-old, a four-year-old, a six-year-old, right at eye level, uh, and it's a tourist area. Uh, counterfeit's a major problem, and the hazardous substances that come with them uh, equally a major issue. Where uh, I, I want to thank both uh, David and Matt for uh, joining me on the show today. We're coming up on uh, the last few minutes, and I'd like to give uh, David you first a, a minute or two to, uh, well, actually about 30 seconds uh, <laughs> for any closing comments before uh, we start wrapping up here. Well, you know, I, I just, uh, first of all, thank you so much for uh, having me on the show today, Stan. And, uh, it was nice speaking with you, Matt, as well. And, you know, I just uh, just want to close with um, just the, the general sounds like a broken record, but uh, there's a lot of things out there and a lot of companies and organizations like the World Customs Organization uh, are just out there to make sure that we can facilitate uh, secure supply chain and uh, really combat the counterfeiting issues uh, throughout the world. And uh, this is just a, another small step to, to promoting the IPM program. Um, and uh, I just, again, I really appreciate your the, the time today and, and inviting me on to, to speak a little bit about the WCO and the IPM program. Hey, you're quite welcome, David. And 
we'll we'll try and get you back on on a follow up show and see how you're doing. Yeah, Matt, that'd be great. Uh, Matt, um, again, appreciate your time as always. Yeah, again, Stan, thanks for having me on the show, and David, it was a pleasure hearing about um, your product. And then, not to sound like a broken record, I just wanted to close in saying, you know, everyone has brought awareness of the challenges associated with the distribution account for parts, but I think it's important that, that people listen to what David has to say and consider using products like him, because, like his, because few companies or individuals. Uh, take the time to assess the business risks related to the problem, and they don't formulate adequate mitigate, mitigation, detection, or authentication programs. So it's just important for them to, to keep that in mind uh, during the course of the business and try to kind of push away the extra costs associated with that and think about the cost that, that may be associated with their failure to, to uh, take the time to prevent uh, the distribution account for parts. Okay, well, we we thank you very much, and I'll I'll echo that in saying not only do I um, do I really appreciate what both of you gentlemen are doing and your organizations are doing, and recognize the importance of industry to come together, but it's equally important as consumers that we come together and make sure that our supply chain, the retailers that we buy from. Uh, the manufacturers that we support by buying their products, the legitimate manufacturers, uh, they've got a job to do. And, and as a consumer, as a buyer, uh, as an engineer, as um, as a president and, and CEO of a company, whatever your position is, uh, you've got an obligation for the safety of, of others around us. I'd uh, like to once again thank our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, www.bqpm.com, Secure Components, independent distributor uh, that specializes in obsolete and hard-to-find components, www.securecomponents.com. Our show isn't possible without support, and one of the support teams is Voice America, Voice America is the uh, station that brings these shows to you, and I need to recognize Brandy Jackson, General Manager, Robert Cellino, our Executive Producer, Randy Jackman, our Production Manager, Jeffrey Gerstel, our Director of Host Services, Brooke Ide, Marketing and Social Media, and Yulia Coach. Coach Branding and People-to-People Production Manager. That's a person I cannot live without. She keeps me on the straight and narrow and makes sure that things are happening the way they're supposed to. As I sign off today, I want to thank you for tuning in to the people-to-people working together for your safety. Remember, change only happens when people come together and work together. Your help in the fight against the effects of hazardous substances and counterfeiting of consumer products could save a life. I'm your host, Stan Salat, wishing you a safe and healthy life. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat Jr. for next week's edition of People to People, Working for Your Safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week.